Welcome to the Reticle Up Podcast, where I, Three Gun Kenzie, will be interviewing competitive shooters, hunters, fishermen, archers, entrepreneurs, and outdoorsmen. Come learn with me as I interview people from all walks of life, in different disciplines, all across the world, from novices to professionals of all ages. No matter what, everyone has something they can teach you. So come join me on the journey. Hey, everyone listening. This week, I have Matthew Wolf on the podcast. He is a master in open, shoots USPSA, and he's still a junior competitive shooter. So Matthew, how are you? I'm doing good. First off, thank you for letting me on. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. Yeah, first junior shooter. So I'm really excited. Yeah, there's not many out there. No, no. I mean, not many have the opportunity either. No. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, kicking it off. Let's start there. Uh, how old are you? And like, when did you first shoot a match? So I am turning 17 next month. Nice. Wait, what day? Uh, second. I'm the fourth. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I'll remember that. <laughs> and I started shooting. Well, take a guess whenever I started shooting. Were you like eight years old? 10, but yeah. And yeah. Oh. I've been doing this for seven years. It's so cool. So do you remember your first match? Only from seeing videos earlier this week. <laughs> you don't remember a, it. <laughs> not fully. No. Okay. What did you shoot? What uh was it USPSA still? Yeah. I actually shot a Ruger SR22. Oh, they let you do that? Seeing how I was 10. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. Did you actually, actually at the same range that I shoot at? And I will be shooting this weekend. Nice. Did you start from like low ready? Did you have a holster? Like what? I had a holster for the twenty-two. Yeah. So did you reload in the on the stages? Yep. Oh, so you did everything. Yeah, I just with a twenty-two for a couple months, and I moved to MP nine. Nice. Couple of months. You're already on nine mil at ten years old. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So is this your your dad, your mom, family? Like who got you dad. into this? Dad. Did he compete as well? He competed for about a year before I started. So why does he not compete anymore? He still does. Oh, okay. He still does. Good. Who's more competitive, you or him? We're both very competitive. (laughs) We haven't really been competitive in a while since I moved to open because he still shoots limited. (laughs) Are you saying that he's not as good? What What are we... No, just we haven't shot the same division in gotcha. a little while. Yeah, you can't compare apples to oranges. Especially with an open gun. There you go. So what do you shoot now? What is the open gun? Well, it's a so the top end is a Brazos. Cool. And then just we got all the other parts and put it together ourselves. Nice. And it works. That's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> so uh so he started shooting then your dad like before you and then kind of got you into it. So it went, my dad got into it. Then he got my brother into it. Then he got me into it. Is your brother older? Yeah, four years older. The whole family goes. Well, he doesn't, my brother doesn't do it anymore, but yeah. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So what did you love about it? Like, tell me a story about, you know, getting in and and growing up in the sport. I was watching a video and there's a lot of the same people that I started that were there whenever I started that. I still talk to pretty much on a weekly basis. That's cool. So it's just mostly a second family. Yeah, it's a good community to grow up in. Yeah. When did when did you like kind of like get the bug or realize, oh my gosh, this is like what I want to do? You know. Funny enough, two years ago. So recent. I was, yeah. So I was doing it just to get out with my dad and all that, but then I started taking it serious about july of 2019 okay and then i actually got my first trophy from a major a couple months later i think it was september so why there's a trophy on my wall over there if you can't tell. <laughs> i love it so what made you get serious i mean what was that turning point what'd you do i just started looking at scores more focusing more on full work and all that and I don't really remember what it was but it just kind of clicked that 
you're actually doing decent at this. You've got nothing going else going on. Let's get going. Yeah. I feel like sometimes juniors kind of have this less like level of fear, right? I also think it was also, yeah. There's a lot of juniors that don't really care or because <laughs> it's just another thing for them. Yeah. What were you going to say before that? I think it was also how much money we were spending into shooting and me not taking it serious is just like yeah <laughs> yep that's good though you, you did that in 2019 so um what what divisions you shot 22 did you go straight to limited nine or yeah. what was all of that limited okay. nine was that minor power factor yeah so what was the big difference that you saw like an improvement going from minor power factor to major power factor for points so funny story is I was sitting in C class for a year with my nine mil. Then I actually got this one. Okay, what is that one? And the 2011 40 cal. There you go. Okay, for people listening, you know, they don't know. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. And <laughs> I just went in like a couple weeks to B class. Really? From sitting in C for like a year. Yeah. Yeah, so just switching to major points. So for people, yeah. like, do you want to explain the difference in, in those power? So factors? the main difference is alphas are still the same. Charlie's, it's a pointless. Everything is a pointless with minor. So with major, you kind of get more lax with your sight focus. Yeah. And I think that was the big thing was the extra points. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because at the time I was just shooting at targets. Yeah. Yeah. So moving from like the Smith and Wesson, you said to a limited, like a 20 or a 2011 lease model. Yeah. Like why was that such a game changer too, for people who don't know the difference, right? I don't really remember what it was. Again, this was like five years ago. Sure. So that's a while in my life comparatively for some people. <laughs> But it's like, I don't fully remember. Like, I think it was mostly the major power factor that changed a lot. Yeah. But do you feel like, do you feel like you would go back down, right? From a 2011, you know, back to a, a polymer gun or? I have messed around with care optics with okay. the Koenig. And I may do that after that. I'm not sure. I may go back to limited or just stay open and try to get grandmaster i don't fully know what i'm doing yet nice nice but i'm you're gonna kind of just let it go till after nets okay so your goal at is nationals open nationals correct yep and you want to bump to gm or you want to hit gm before that so my main goal is either gm or master in both limited and open by 21 nice okay okay so Limited, I'm quite a bit off because I got a match bump into A, so <laughs> I got a while before that. Okay. And open, I'm at like 87%. Okay. So quite a bit off again. Yeah. Cool. So we'll see. Those are some good goals, though. Um, so what are you doing to train for, for nationals? Just focusing on little things I can see in my own shooting. And what are and also, <laughs> so like a lot of my things is I throw a lot of extra rounds. Okay. I get lazy on my site pitchers. And also we joined the Castro Shooting Academy. Okay. And he points things out for me. So you got a mentor to change the little thing. Yeah. And also with my dad doing it with me, he keeps me honest. <laughs> That's awesome. So when you're talking about, um, like, again, focusing, I guess, on those not shooting an extra target for people that don't know, right. When you send an extra round, sometimes you hit the target three times still, right. Or you're making up a Charlie yeah. with, with a Delta or you're, you know, you're not confident or in triple alpha or whatever. Right. Talk about the difference in like the time it takes to make that extra shot versus like, if really making that point up, you know, was a, a beneficial so thing. I can get around 15 splits depending on the distance. Like I think five yards and in, I can pull 15 consistently. Okay. 
So if you really think about that extra 15 can add up quickly. Mm-hmm. And depending on distance, it gets longer or shorter or whatever. So it adds up quick. Because I would throw three, four, five makeups of stage. Oof. Yeah. Whenever people my level are doing three a match. Yeah. So that's a lot of ex- a lot of extra time I'm wasting it. on extra shots and everything. Yeah. So are you trying to rather like, you know, be confident, throw two. And if you have a mic, you have a mic rather than keep on throwing extra rounds. That's what I'm doing in locals and just kind of hoping it keeps on going with majors and all up. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's a place to do it. You know, what's mm-hmm. the difference between, you know, locals where you talk about that? Like, how do you test yourself at local matches? What do you do differently? So locals is where I do the stupid stuff or I tried new things or whatever, because it doesn't matter if I win or lose. I mean, it's just a bragging rights. It's not like I'm winning a trophy. Yeah. Not winning money. It's just bragging rights at the end of the day. Yeah. So why not just try to improve yourself? Exactly. So when you go like to a local, do you set goals for that where you, you say, I'm going to sh- shoot two only? I'm going to work on exits. And like, what do you do differently? So what do you set goals the, for on that, those days? So the most recent match, my biggest thing I want to work on was having my gun up before I get into position. So like a step or two before I'm shooting, before the wall opens up to the targets. Mm -hmm. So my entire goal that match was to do that every single spot, every single target. And it went pretty well. I had the fastest time at that match, but not much, but there were some good shooters that match. That's awesome. You pushed yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. Something I want to talk about that I've been trying to work on and I'm pretty bad about it. Um, can you talk about running into position like with a firearm? Say you have a really long, long run from box to, you know, another shooting box. Do you run one handed? Like, how do you, do you put this, you know, some people run sideways with the firearm. Like what, what does that look so, like? Anything like five or six steps and in, I keep both hands on the gun okay and keep it up ready to start shooting as soon as i can okay anything farther i will drop it and sprint okay so you're kind of pushing the gun down but you're and keeping it you know from the one you're running with okay one hand on the gun yeah okay what about retreats how do you do those i drop it behind me i kind of fly it like a kite yeah i go into the going to my left i drop it like a kite my right, I have it over my shoulder. That's a really good tip for people. So I watch, I don't do that, <laughs> but I've never known anything, you know, other than what I've been doing. Right. But I watched yeah. Josh Freilich shoot a retreat pistol stage at Nordic, which was three gun, but it was pistol stage. And he did that. So he turns because he went left, turned to the left, put the gun, you know, underneath him and ran so back. Pretty much for people listening, I'm going to show it. So I do this and I just drop and just run like that. Yep. Actually at South Carolina, the backup stage yep that's what i did okay smart and then for over the shoulder just don't flag yourself yeah sometimes depending on how far away back to the right it is i will keep both hands like this and just as i'm coming back i roll my thumb back gotcha okay um how important is it to be flexible in like not always turning to the left not always turning the right like how important is it to have you know, the capabilities to do any direction. It really depends on the stage. Mm-hmm. So like at the one we were mentioning about South Carolina, you had to go back no matter what. Yeah. And it was either back to the right, adding more steps or back to the left, mm-hmm. which is sometimes more dangerous if you cannot do it correctly. Yeah. Especially with walls there. <laughs> yeah. Especially with how close people wanted to get to the walls. But yeah, I think a lot of people get in the comfort zone though of always running to one specific shoulder, yeah. right? When that yeah. probably or might not always be the fastest stage plan. Yeah. And that's where you should be. Like that's kind of the difference sometimes between a class or, a, you yeah. know, being able to do anything else. Like I say to some people I've met at matches is B class, B class and below, I would do more comfort. A class and above, 
start going for the best stage planes and everything. Cool. I mean, if you're very confident in your skill at B and C and all that, go right ahead. Yeah. But there's some I've seen that <laughs> aren't really we'll, we'll should be that. pushing the hard, but they do. So. so, okay, you've got almost 17, eight. So you've got almost a year, not even 13 months left as a junior, right? Yep. Are you preparing to age out? Yeah. <laughs> what does that look like? <laughs> so the worst part about it is some of the best juniors in the nation are only a couple months older than me. Like Justine is yep. only a couple months older than me. So I'm like, so there's possibly not a Nats where I'm not competing against her in junior. Right. So it's, I'd treat it like any other time. I'd shoot like I'm a master. Then I'd look at master and not compete there. Gotcha. So you're, yeah, you're, you're playing in class, but yeah, I mean, like, how is that going to change or what changes? Is there something that, you know, juniors, I guess, I mean, <laughs> they are spoiled a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> just, a little. That, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so are you prepared for that 18 year old Mark? <laughs> Most of the people I hang out with do not spoil me. <laughs> they will tell me straight up Good. what I did wrong or if I did something wrong. Because I've that since I was 10. Yeah. A lot of them are like another father to me. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. They've so known me for all these years. That's helpful though. You don't want people to just say, hey, great job. You want people to give you feedback to grow, right? Yeah. In the last couple of years, people have stopped t- like treating me like a little kid because I do not look like one. <laughs> You're pretty tall. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen it. I am six foot tall. (laughs) I do not look like a little kid. Sure. Sure. I look like an average adult. Yeah. Sometimes. Do you feel like, I mean, okay, going back to, we don't have to go back down to like 10 years old, but do you think that like that's helped you improve by not just, Hey, good job, good job, whatever. Like now you're like, Oh, like, Hey, you've got skills. People are noticing it. And then they're trying to critique you to get you like, you know, better. I did see that sometimes, but some people like a lot of my friends, like my dad will just straight up tell me I suck or at something or whatever. But there has been some people that say in a nice way where like, so, so it's good and bad for the nice way. Yeah. Because sometimes the nice way can be taken as it's not a huge deal mm-hmm. to get, fix it, but at the same time, it's could be a big thing. Right. So a lot of those people keep me humble. You need that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How important is that though in this game to, to be that good? It person? is very important to be humble. Yeah. I mean, yes, trust your skills and everything, but be humble at the same time. I love this. Not, nobody is really the best shooter. There's always somebody that can be you. Yeah. If you look at major matches, how often do those top people change? Like there's not one person dominating every single time. It, throughout the years it it flips even if they're top three quite a bit they're yeah they're moving i mean okay let's not mention that max is winning all four (laughs) crushing everyone yeah it was cool to watch him shoot (laughs) even two guns they're a whole different beast that's crazy watching two gun he was the only one that had under 40 seconds on my stage everyone else is 40 plus it's like 39 i was like jesus yeah At ASICs, I was lucky enough to hang out with that squad all day. Yeah. What did you learn? That he is a monster. (laughs) But I mean, from his shooting, what did you, what did you watch? Some footwork stuff and stage planning and all that. And at the same time, Isaac was there, Aaron was there, Jesse was there. So I was also BSing with them. Yep. So it was just hanging out. So okay, but Lena was also there, so it was the whole a whole crew. Yeah. yeah, I remember seeing that. Okay, growing up though, you've you've gotten to shoot, um, like you said, Aaron Sellers, Jessica Doran, Isaac Hansen's amazing. Um, how do those people like push you and help keep you like competitive? So Jesse is the biggest one because I shoot with her on a weekly basis most times. 
Yeah. And she, she's shy to most people, but she will make fun of me or whatever, <laughs> or mess with me if she like completely destroys me. Mm-hmm. She, he, she's one of the biggest that will keep me humble. I like it. But so I also go after her. I yeah. We're because at the nobody point goes alphabetical goes. by last name with S starting at the bottom. <laughs> like rarely. Yeah. So you watch her. Yeah. But what is that like? I mean, um, are you guys, you know, competing to do the same? Is it normally the same stage plans as where I'm getting at? Most of the time, yes. Okay. Just because made like open and PCC. Mm-hmm. But there's some that there's right to left movements or some movements that she doesn't fully feel comfortable with at like a major or whatever mm-hmm. that I'll do. But other than that, most of the time it's me and her making stage plans and then our parents making them because they both shoot limited. Okay. And me and her shoot PCC and open. That's awesome. Um, that's something you want to bring up. Talk about how, like when you're on a squad with people, you want a squad with people that are in the same division, right. Or like have the same stage plan because mm-hmm. open, you're not going to reload as much production. <laughs> They're going to have a completely different game plan. Yeah. Right. But then PCC, same thing. Talk about like what, you know, discussing that and, and squatting with people that can help you. Yeah. So the biggest thing is remembering your division and how you shoot. Remember your skill set. Don't always try chase after big dogs if you're shooting with them. Like area eight last year, I shot with Vlieger. Yep. And I was nervous as all get out because one of the top open guys. So I try to be, try to push myself way too hard. And it caused me. I don't remember how many mics or whatever, but it was not pretty. Yeah. Cause you think well, you- it doesn't help at the same time, my bolts were tumbling and all, but you know, let's not mention that. No, we won't mention that, but you're, you're right. People get on these squads and you have to know your level. You also have to know where you mm-hmm. can play with your level too, right? Where yeah. you kind of go a little bit above it. Yeah. But if you're sure. trying to keep up with someone that you can't compare yourself to where they're at. Yeah. If you're not on their level. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it costs you. yeah for sure (laughs) it looks easy to execute but it's not yeah Hmm. even at locals people try to copy what i do i i mean that's how you learn right but at locals i would maybe copy people just be safe about it but at majors don't copy people unless you know you can do it right proficiently i like it it's good advice so when you go to a match, um, what are some of like your external stressors that you have to block out before shooting? You said school. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's all I got going on really, other than shooting school. How are you balancing all that? <laughs> I do school during the week. Then I mostly on the going to matches, I listen to music to just kind of clear my head. Okay. Every match, I pretty much listen to music before shooting. Nice. Just completely clear my head, get ready for the match, and then execute as best as I can. Yeah. Because what happens if you bring the stress of school to a match? Then you're not thinking fully clearly. And then are you wasting time, money, and effort being there? Yep. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. So for for people listening, um, you know, how do you set, like, I guess, like, homework time or making sure that you're project even if it's due you know after a major like how do you you know get that out of your mind complete it and do all of those things so community left there is a huge research paper due i think about the same time a6 was mm. so i was stressed out of my mind <laughs> then whenever it came week of a6 i just completely just took it out of my head did what i need to do for a6 and then after I shot, then I sat down, worked on the paper as much as I could, and just kind of went back to school. Yeah. So you got to do it during the week and then shut it out for the weekend, which can be hard. Yeah. It, it is hard sometimes. Yeah. And you have a year left for high school or two years? I'm graduating in December. Oh, okay. You're doing early. Yeah. 
I mean, I have one class left, so. What's next then? Working. Do you know where? (laughs) Not yet. So for those listening, Matthew's going to need a job. (laughs) My plan was maybe a local food lion. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so do you actually have uh, like a mental game or a mental practice or some sort of ritual, you know, the day before or the morning before a match? Like, what does that look like for you? Like I said, listen to music. Okay. I listen to music, me, most of the car ride. That or mess with Jesse. But... <laughs> so are you listening to like, you know, raging music? Or like it really depends on whatever my playlist wants to play whenever I hit shuffle. Okay. So nice. my playlist has all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So I mean going after graduating, you know, and, and leaving junior class and stuff, are you planning on continuing shooting, you know, if you go to college or trade school or or go, you know, work? What's your plan? yes my I really want to continue shooting no matter what yeah what do you think is going to make that like happen I will see (laughs) because I don't fully know probably my dad still yeah because he does he want you out there shooting yeah I like it I think so I don't know sometimes it makes me question I don't um, know, maybe or not, but you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. How do span- sponsors and, and your parents like help keep you shooting matches? Yeah. So, biggest sponsors are Outdoor Dynamics, which is all ammo stuff I need, and then Shooting Sports Innovations that help me with random gun stuff or whatever. That's awesome. Those are good. And then my dad is my dad. <laughs> he does all the, the behind the scenes work. Yeah. All I do is shoot. He does the rest. Three loads, gunsmiths, cleans. Yep. You don't clean your own guns. Because the f- okay, so funny story actually. <laughs> one one time I helped him clean it, and I put a gather on, actually with my twenty eleven, mm-hmm. and my trigger was just dead. So he's like, "Yeah, you're not judging this anymore." <laughs> I mean, it isn't his name and it's his money, right? Yeah. <laughs> but still, you don't clean your own guns. You could clean them and have them put them back together. <laughs> Terrible. Hey, you know you're going to have to do that one day though, right? I know. Okay. But it's also his free time, so. Okay. He so, likes doing it, I think. He says he does, but. Yeah. All right, so going back to shooting and uh, an M class. So master class and open. What is it going to take for you to reach Grandmaster? A lot of work and dedication. On footwork, hits, you know, everything. What's pretty much? Yeah. Just, I mean, ask any GM. There's a lot of dedication that you need to put into to get a GM level and even a genuine GM level, not just a paper GM. Can you explain what that means for people who, you know, so paper GM is pretty much just having the classifiers correct and everything and then just doing terrible matches like 70 percent of the winner mm-hmm. that's terrible lower. i'm terrible i'm just kidding <laughs> go ahead for gm let me yeah, rephrase yeah, yeah. that no, no, yeah. for a gm you should most likely be above 70 yeah I'll, okay i'll give you if you have a gun problem or whatever but if it's sure. a consistent below that it's like really a gm there you go yeah yeah he's talking about um yeah when you shoot classifiers uh, a lot of gms will practice just classifiers right and they'll go to match and then they'll hit that classifier and then they'll get that level but then when you have them shooting right um larger arrays or you know the the larger courses of fire medium course of fire movement all of that they can't really execute sometimes to that level the paper gms are good at draws reloads transitions but whenever you get them on a long course they can't hold up. They can't hold their own. What about the lovely uh, one-handed, <laughs> we can strong hand shooting? Mm, don't get me started. I hate that. <laughs> Everyone does. Who loves that? 
<laughs> if you APGMs. love it, like a sadistic person. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about um, your drills, uh, dry fire and live fire. What are you? What do you actually do every day, or do you? <laughs> There's the point. I don't That's the problem. as much as I do uh-huh. as I should. I don't. I mean, I find myself getting lazy all the time. Well, what what did you run when you were, took it serious in 2019? Like, what did you work on? I just, I mostly for, focus on actually hitting stuff for one, pushing speed harder than I was, transitions, footwork, pretty much a full nine yards. What kind of? Before then, it was just a kind of daisy. Yeah. I'm here, I'm shooting, be done with it. Yeah. So when you look at, we'll go to like the videos, when you look back at videos then, <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what do you see? So first off, I'm a way different shooter than I was two years ago at North Carolina section, which was the last big limited match I shot. Mm-hmm. There's a video, I shot limited at, at a local match in October. And if you watch that versus the sectional I just mentioned, it's a hugely different, way more aggressive, mm-hmm. way more lower, shooting on the move, everything. Yeah. Talk about being aggressive and attacking stages. A lot of people don't do that, especially starting out. Yeah. Starting out, it's not one of those big priorities, but once you get up in the ranks, you're going to have to get aggressive. So what shooting you- on the move. Yeah getting lower so you have more stable position correct stance actually watching your target instead of your sights yeah being target focused and that's with irons or a dot correct? Yeah. yeah no matter what you're shooting you should be target focused yep and no that. <laughs> yeah probably 20 yards and in that's target focused anything farther maybe dot focus or sight focus right so you so you know your your strength like or your limitation so 20 yards you're okay but for other people that might be 15 10 starting out right oh yeah for sure i mean i had always shot two as i open target folk like target focus Mm -hmm. because again i was 10 i was just throwing lead but I've always had my both my eyes open, whereas, like my dad, he's been shooting a lot longer than I have, mm-hmm. and he was taught one eye open uh, while you're shooting, iron sights. So he has been going through the whole opening that eye, yeah, seeing the two different sights and trying to figure out which one is correct. Yeah, it's hard to do. Yep. And it's hard to master. Yeah. And if you're, thing. Yeah. If you have like bad habits, right. His, he's been doing that his whole life. It's really hard to go back. So if you're a newer shooter, start pushing yourself to shoot two eyes open before you ever even stepping foot on a competition. Yeah, for sure. Um, you said, okay, getting low. A lot of people don't know this. And I've, I learned this. It kind of leveled me up about well, a year and a half ago when you're shooting on the move, talk about when you're pulling the trigger like when you're actually taking the shot you know between in step, your footsteps there you go between steps yeah so and like <laughs> your foot is down and then your other foot lands that's whenever you should pull the target shot and then consistently yeah which is kind of hard to do yeah it's hard to time sometimes because yeah. i used to have the bad habit of pulling the same time i'm stepping so i would jerk it down left right and i had that up until pretty much last year Okay. That's good. So that's something you worked yeah. on. Oh yeah. And what like, about um like oh go ahead. A A I did that a few times. Cost me no shoots, mics. Yep. That's a, that was my next question. How do you um differentiate the timing between shots or with shots or shooting on the move with tuxedo targets and no shoots and all that? That's it's depends on distance and how wide open they are or not. Like if it's just a headshot, I'm most likely not going to shoot that on the move. Okay. Unless it's a local, then I might not care. But <laughs> okay. But like a major, I'm probably not going to shoot that on the move. Yeah. 
cert like if it's headshot only, I'm most likely not going to shoot that move. Sometimes whenever there's a no shoot halfway into alphas, I just aim at Charlie's and shoot it on the move. Okay. With open major. With major, I can get away with that. Yeah. 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 But limited minor or any other, you know, minor. Minor, that's, I didn't shoot minor enough focused completely to really know all that. I've been shooting major for a couple, four or five years. Yeah. So this is actually something that I haven't thought of. So yeah, so he's talking about, you know, no shoot, but still the A zone is partially open, right? Yeah. Still you're 50%. Yeah. And you're, if you're moving, especially, or if it's just more open, like a Charlie yeah. is what one point less in major power factor. It's like, yeah, eh. yeah. it's four points instead of five. Yeah. So you can kind of just, eh, that's fine. But like in minor, you really are yeah. slower down ish. Yeah. <laughs> and get that A zone or both A zone hits. Yeah. Interesting. So how different is it shooting? Like, what are the biggest differences between iron sights and red dot sights? How easy it is to see if you're, so like, for example, whenever you're jerking the trigger on a dot, you can visibly see completely that your sight is moving. You can still see it on a limited gun or iron sights, mm-hmm. but it's much harder to see if you're not, if you don't know what you're looking for. Yes. Yeah. The wiggle, the. <laughs> yeah. The little jerk. <laughs> okay. What but else? with a dot, it's a huge. Yeah. And also with a dot, you can use it more like a paintbrush, kind of. Okay. So like you Walking just see the that. dot going up and down instead of, it should be like just a blur of red mm-hmm. once you're really target focused and everything. But with irons, it's kind of different where you kind of still have to line it up with the back and everything. Whereas open, I just see some sort of red in the alpha and I pull it. Okay, so you pull trigger as soon as the dot, the red, the line, whatever moves across that uh, alpha zone. Yeah. Same with steel. That's what I've heard of is you're not looking to stop the dot. Yeah, you should not be stopping your dot. Yeah, okay. Really. You're like coming across. You should be seeing that kind of blur and pulling. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, can you talk about like how shooting with the dot, like we're talking about two eyes open, how does that force, you know, yourself to, to shoot I mean, I feel like that does more than iron sights. I don't know why. I just feel like dots made me. It's much easier to do with a dot than an iron sights. Yeah. Like I said, I've been shooting two eyes open since I started. So I didn't have to go from the whole one eye open to changing. Mm -hmm. Luckily, because that is a huge difference. But you it's much easier to see both eyes open whenever you're shooting a dot. Yeah. Because yeah. iron sights, you have to see both the rear sight and the front sight, where dot, you just have to see it. The window and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So where do you mount this? Probably stupid questions, because I'm just trying to help newer shooters. <laughs> where do you mount your dot and carry optics versus open, or is it the same spot? I haven't really shot carry optics all that much. So okay. You haven't dabbled in it yet. Not. I haven't shot it in the match. I've kind of just plinked with it and everything. Okay. Okay. But yeah, for so, true open, you've got it, you know, slide tapped and all of that. The dot's not actually on the, yeah. It's for watchers. Mm-hmm. It's right above my ejection port on the slide mount. Awesome. What dot do you run? RTS2. You see red or I know I'm a green person, which is weird with fiber optics. So I'm like, I'm going to find a green dot one day. <laughs> I've always shot red fiber optics. Yeah. So it's just kind of. That's cool. Seeing the red just kind of continued. Yeah. Can you talk about that that tracking a dot? Um, like you said, it, it's kind of hard to do on doubles ish, maybe for me. Like, how do you? Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that. <laughs> so the big thing is getting skill level with the dot. So like, I can see my dot as I'm rapid, like doing a build drill. I see my dot bouncing. Okay. I can see my dot bouncing, whereas whenever I first learned, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. It's just being the visually trained, learning to visually see all that yeah. is a huge thing. But you don't want to be watching your dot. You still want to be looking at the target, but you still want to see kind of the red, like I said, the paintbrush. Are you in trouble if you're, you know, your dot stopped? <laughs> I might sometimes depending on distance 
Yeah. I can I trust my index, just my natural point of aim enough to shoot a stage. But if it's like 20 plus yards away, yeah. Maybe not. I haven't really shot without my dot anything further than 15, so. What? I haven't. Why would I really train with that? Is that one of those things I want to train or want to do? Paper GM level. (laughs) Yeah, that's not one thing I want to (laughs) be. I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, Okay, the other thing I want to talk about, too, is like, do you run a gas pedal on your your gun? Yeah. Yeah, I run the SSI nitrofin. The what the nitrofen, yeah. yeah. So, um, how important is it like with the, your grip and managing recoil and like really driving the gun? And you know, it's mostly an index point for me, okay, for your thumb, you know, that, yeah, for yeah. my thumb. All I grip as hard as I can with my left, and my right hand's just sitting there pulling the trigger, okay, okay, I like it. Yep, some people say not to do that, but it works for me, yeah. So, I grip the crap out of my hand like most of the time you can see the dot posts from the phoenix trinity grip mm-hmm. in my hand or my fingers as i'm gripping as after i shoot yeah yeah which tells me i'm doing it right right yeah yep and you have an aggressive grip on there yeah it's the way to go <laughs> for sure um index points something that a lot of people don't know about right so when you're yeah starting out shooting um there's a lot of books on this, right? And there's a lot of like have five points, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I know for me, I'll just share mine. You can share like what you do for limited. I've got my hand where the same exact spot on my right arm is always touching my magwell on my pistol, yep. my right hand side. And it feels wonky. So for three gun, this is where it hurts three gun. If I have shotgun caddies in front of me, and that's normally where my pistol mag pouch is right. And I rest my arm on that mag pouch and it's not there. I don't have an index point to know what to do with the left hand when I bring it up. Right. So talk about your index points and what does that look like on your belt? So personally, I've never shot three gun. Yeah. It doesn't have to be I just, <laughs> I'm just, just putting that out there, but I lay my hand just on my mags and on right about midway in my form, like okay. right about here for viewers. Yeah. I put that right on my magwell and I just grip up and pull. Okay. Okay. And your left hand, what do you do with all of that and how your mag? I bring it up to my chest and then push out with the gun. Yeah. Yep. But how weird is it if you don't have that? Like, you know, you like an unloaded, (laughs) like all mags on a barrel is I, yeah, I go for the mag pouch Mm -hmm. whenever I don't have that. The ghost, (laughs) the ghost grab. (laughs) There's nothing there. Yeah. Do you run magnets now? Yeah. I've always run a magnet. I used to reload off a magnet. That's what I was wondering. <laughs> you I don't know, know why, but I used to. <laughs> oh man. Okay, this is this is silly, mm-hmm. and this is a, this is for newbies again, and it's something I I learned probably a year ago. How important is it? Maybe you don't do it, but how important is it to like number your magazines and making sure which ones your starter, your Barney, maybe if it has a problem with it, like why do you do that? So it's pretty much if there's a problem with the mag, then you can differentiate it and not run it again if you're at a match or whatever yeah personally i only have one big stick the 170 millimeter yeah. so if that thing goes down i'm not having a good day <laughs> but just... all my mags have a different base bed different color base bed okay so you know which one's what yeah but you do have so different i have all three different sizes for open i yeah. have the 140 millimeters the 155s and yeah. the 170s but the colors, what are the colors telling you? Which mag it is. Uh, I don't, so if you ever see me at a match, I will be running a black, red, and blue. Okay. My blue will be my 155, my red is my 140, and my black is my 170. And they always sit in the same spot unless I'm planning to reload into my 155. There you go. So my 170 sits on my magnet whenever I'm making ready or whatever. Mm-hmm. My 140 is what I reload into. And then my 155 is on my hip. And the one like, for reloading is because it's the lightest one to, to reload. And also what I'm used to. Okay. Okay. Because I shot limited for. Yeah. Forevers. Yeah. I know. So for I'm me, used like, to the 140 millimeter mags. And so it's just kind of. I have a dumb question. When you reload, does that reloaded magazine have fully, fully full capacity? Or do you take one off the top or two off the top? Or I take two off of it. 
way too off. Same. A lot of people don't know to do that. Um, I learned it the hard way with a rifle because if you have full mag, oh, that's the thing. Yeah. You've got bolt closed. It doesn't like to click on a full one. Yeah, I, I've done that too. With <laughs> just drops. Because, and also at the same time, whenever the the mag springs start getting weaker, you can add more, and it will not fit. I used to be able to get thirty alone in my one seventy. That sucker does not fit. That's awesome. Trust me. <laughs> so for the springs, how often are you placing the springs? Uh, I think it's once a year. Okay. Do you run a competition follower? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, again, my dad most of, does most of this, so. Yeah, I have 50 questions sure for new people. Like, I don't really have a lot of open, or have I have an open shooter? Maybe I have, I don't know. But like for competition, you know, you want that extra load in there. So you don't want your slide logging back. You want full capacity. Yeah, yeah. actually mine does not lock back, so. Yeah, well, and at high, I mean, neither does mine. At a high capacity, yeah. you're shooting high cap and you have click and there's no ammo, you're already in a problem. Yeah. <laughs> especially in open you're done you're done you're out <laughs> that stage is done for you you're not gonna have a fun time yeah yeah so for you okay uh shoot say shooting a major match doesn't have to be nationals but just in general what is your mix or your recipe to sh to win a major match is it speed accuracy certain like target array points um being consistent like what percentage are you trying to shoot the stage in like all of that I try to be consistent as I can. Okay. While also shooting as best as I can. Are you pushing a little bit or reserving or what? How do you? So, A6, best example for this. I kind of reserved myself for the first day. Okay. And I was lazy on my dot. So it cost me four mics. Okay. In like five stages. Cause I shot the half day like you did. Yeah. Yeah. So I shot nine, 10, 11, 12. Okay. And I had Mike on 10 and two on 12. The one shot per. Yeah. I had two mics on that. Was not happy. <laughs> so with it being two days, I'm like, okay, stop holding yourself back. All right. Shoot what you can. See your dot. Let's go. And I ended up being 86% okay. of the winner. Yeah. Nice. But in general, like when you start out, you know, a match and major match, one that you have potential to win stuff in place, you are holding back a little or are you trying Just to go a back? little bit? Unless I'm starting to pull dumb things, yeah. then I go back to where I was. Yeah. <laughs> like South Carolina, perfect example of this. I had the worst first stage I possibly could. I had two mics and a slow time. Okay. For open, let right. me rephrase that. For open, it was a slow time. Yeah. And it just, I had a slow time on the next stage. And I'm like, and then I came to the one with the clamp, the max strap and the swinger. Remember that one? Yep. Crush the clamp, not the swinger. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever see my video on that? Where the I swinger did. wasn't going? No. I hit the popper this low. But just uh, probably an inch low off the cow bushes them. Didn't activate. fall. Nope. Yeah. That was three mics in a procedural. Yeah. That's and I had a mic somewhere else in the stage. That stage crushed my soul too. And I was like, this will be fun. Mm -mm. And I had alphas on the clam. I'm normally not that good. And I did the whole steel steel and like, you know, did the right thing. And then no. I don't remember if I ever posted that one because I was, yeah. I really hated it. Well, it's embarrassing, but, right? You want to post yeah. the real, but at the same time, you're like, that was just not a fun time. I may post it for now. Years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so they actually know what I'm meaning. Yeah. Because I don't remember if I ever posted that because it was such a bad stage for me. But okay. Looking back though, that one stage, yeah, it'll cost you some placements. Sure. But it's not the end of the match, right? Oh, no. After that, I had the best stages of my entire match. My last stage of the day, I was one of the fastest times with the GMs. Nice. So I was like 12 seconds. Nice. People like Dexter Bradley, which is an AMU shooter, was yep. 12 yep. seconds, 11 seconds. Yeah. Drummond was around 11 or 12. Tilly was 11 or 12. But I had a Mike no shoot on that damn swinger. <laughs> I was this close to 
a good like killer yeah. stage but then i had a mic no shoot and i didn't care because i was already having a bad day at that point and it was the end so i'm like and i think i was the last shooter so i was just done yeah but that's kind of the the thing that i look back on matches and like i really shouldn't give up at that point or not care right like give up? no I just stop yeah. caring about my yeah. points and everything so i just so after the clamshell, the max trap swinger stage, <laughs> I said to myself, let's just burn this thing down. Come on. I got nothing left. I mean, yeah. four mics and a procedure on one stage killed my match. Sure. And after that, I ended up being 70-something percent. Yeah, it's still a good match. It's still a good match. It, yeah, but for where I am, right, it's not where I want to be. But most people, I mean right so yeah different classes maybe like b class a class one stage probably isn't going to be the differentiating factor and master it's gonna take yeah. you out of it yeah gm it's the same thing with gun malfunctions as soon as i felt oh, yeah yeah like pcc and like eh. like isaac i watched him in area six and his gun jam and i was like oh you already know like when you're competing with max yeah. and lena and like you're out bye <laughs> yeah so. max lena justine yeah Poor, poor Isaac, but he's still smiling. Best guy. That's why I just oh, yeah. I love it. I'm like, you're happy. Like <laughs> I'm shooting, you know, and I'm in the country. You can throw so much trash at him joking around and he yeah. will still be smiling. It's like, yeah, most military guys are like that too, which is, yeah. is what you need though. I think across the board, like how important is it to have tough skin in this industry? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There, a lot of people mess around a lot and yeah. you need to have tough skin to really deal with it and yeah. knock in your head during a match. Oh yeah. Mental. I let it get used. I let it get to me a lot of times whenever I was younger. Yeah. But now you know it's because people love you. Yeah. <laughs> and also my dad made me have tough skin for messing with me. That's for good. However many years. Yep. My dad's the same. That's good. Um, so back to shooting. Uh, what other tips? It's <laughs> funny. What other tips do you have for shooting a dot that you can share with people that are new to, to shooting a dot? Whether it's drills or practice or completely watch your dot, like let it kind of bounce around, know where it's at, but don't watch it. Look at the target and see where your dot is compared to it. Yeah. What drills did you first work on to like drawing target transition reload and backup? Like, what does that look like? I did a lot of, um, what's it called? I can't think of the name of it. (laughs) I did a lot of doubles. Okay. And then distance change up. That's the name of it. I did a lot of that getting what used to mean? transitions. Distance change up. What does that mean? So you? it's three targets. One, I don't well, remember the distances. Back. Okay. But it's three targets at different distances, and it's just two on each. So it'd be like five, maybe 15, maybe pushing you out to like. Maybe. I think, maybe. Yeah. I think it's like seven, 10, and 15 or whatever okay and you're looking to see if you're jerking or if you're yeah left right okay mm-hmm. okay or if you're after you transition to the alpha instead of just anywhere on paper yeah or whatever where do you zero your dot at 12 yards 12 okay perfect I always ask that <laughs> for people with dot i do remember that because i actually did it with my dad yeah. that's good you need to know this yeah. i had to do it yeah yeah um another dumb question Fortunate thing there's also no holdover on my dog so yeah that was that was the question there's no holdover so i don't really worry about all that yeah and for shooting a dot too like when you're signing it in are you bench resting or are you just doing it you know with so we bench rest it at 12 and then i shoot it offhand at 12 okay just to know where it's hitting and then we bring it in to see the holdover okay one of these days i want to shoot at 100 yards just to see where it hits (laughs) because there is a rifle bat rifle range on my their local range mm-hmm. for those wondering my local range is the same range that had a6 cool and that's also the same my dad runs my dad and jessica's dad run the local match yeah for that range and belton gun club yeah well no we run rowan rowan belton's yeah. belton was south carolina oh. gosh i'm all over the place area six area six yeah. i don't even know where i've been this whole year <laughs> it's been a crazy year it has um okay so uh you're you're getting top 10 top five pretty pretty high up there in a lot of majors i know you have 
you come back and you're like, yeah, I messed up here. But do you take away wins from some of your stages and your times and stuff? Yeah. Like I said with the my last stage of South Carolina, I was right there with the time. And I know I can repeat that time with better hits. Right. Yeah. So you do take away wins. It's not all negative. Yeah. Take oh, yeah. yeah. I take away both. I mean, on my wall, I have every single trophy I've ever gotten with shooting. Nice. Which there's one from Georgia State last year. North Carolina last year. Well, the year before, 2019 South Carolina, 2019 Tennessee, and then South Carolina this year. I won high overall junior. Nice. So what are your goals for shooting them in coming up? Winning junior. Where? Always. <laughs> at age eight. I got A8 coming up, North Carolina, Virginia, mm-hmm. and then Nats. Okay. Nats is the only one I'm not focused on winning junior. It's a top five. Yeah, but you want to be up there, but you know your oh, yeah. realistic expectations too. Yeah, I'm being realistic about that one, seeing how there's a lot of good juniors around the nation. So Yeah, but, but, okay, like we were talking about before, how important is it to say in your game, think about your match and not oh, yeah, for what sure. people are doing? Because what happens? Oh, yeah. You get caught up in their match and you throw your mind off. Yeah. I've done it a bunch. And then you sometimes look at scores and you're like, oh, they messed up. Oh, they. <laughs> yeah. The biggest thing is your competition also messes up. Yep. No matter who it is. Yep. They will. There is mess ups they have. Even top guys mess up, but it just doesn't look like a mess up to us. Yeah, absolutely. And then is it easier for you? I have this problem sometimes squatting with the people you're like really competing against, or is it easier to just not have them on your squad and just have your game? Kind of both. I did both. Like Virginia, I'm shooting with a bunch of buddies that are same class or higher than me. Mm -hmm. North Carolina, I'm working it. So I'm with other staff members. Yep. That's I kind of just let the squad go out is <laughs> I I actually don't really know any of the people I'm shooting with personally so oh that might be good though sometimes yeah you people and then you're not really stressed Georgia out. State 2020 I was shooting with John Browning Jacob Hetherington the crew yeah so good <laughs> and I was watching those guys to see where good times would be Okay. I watch where their times are. Mm-hmm. I don't fully get focused on their hit factors or anything. Right, right, right. Well, you know their hit factors are there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, they're, yeah, beasts. Because <laughs> there were sometimes I shot before them. So mm-hmm. I looked at my time compared to theirs and I was right around theirs. Yeah. There's a few stages I went back and forth with Heatherington. It's awesome. Which was surprising to me at the time even though he's shooting production but that was still <laughs> he's still yeah really good um i so mean yeah. seeing how he won nats last year yeah oh yeah so you do have people like uh shooters or people that you're looking to not necessarily yeah. beat but like keep up with that keeps oh you yeah another master junior shooter he's like a little brother to me <laughs> he's 15 now i think is there a fine balance though between trying to like compete on their level or compare yourself to them and still know what you know your limits are? Yeah. I only look at their scores whenever the match is over. Okay. I like it. Do you That's check just, yours though? I check my scores, yeah. Okay. So at uh, like local matches, I just shoot how I can. Right. And if I beat them, I beat them. If I didn't, okay. Right. I try watch their videos if they post them see what was different between ours yeah go from there that's the biggest thing for learning i think even for me in three gun uh, uh, is seeing when people post video stages actually helps me like hey did i do that or oh i missed that you know reloading spot or oh that's smart like you yeah. know or it's like oh i did that better <laughs> no most of my learning has come from watching people's instagrams or youtubes yeah do you pause it anything or slow them down at all or just oh yeah pause it? yeah yep a lot of people don't do that yeah so like area eight last year christian shot it the day before me okay and there was like a week straight i watched his compared to mine <laughs> his match compared to mine see where it was different 
And also, I shot with Bluger at the same time, so I watched his match. That was the downfall. I watched his match instead of just shooting mine. Yeah. Because he was two shooters before me or something. Because we went by a lot uh, last name. Yeah. That's really important. So talk about, like, when do you stop resetting and what do you do when you're on deck or in the hole? Like, what does that look like? Whenever I'm in the hole, I just completely tune everything out. I put on my other earmuffs because I double muff shooting open. Okay. Yeah. Good Kind of have to. Yep. <laughs> and I just walk to the back of the bay in my mind, seeing what I need to see about the stage. And you're not watching the pe- person shooting. Nope. Because that'll mess you up real quick. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Depends but for you, how... watching Vlieger too before you oh, shot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it depends on the person. If it's yeah. like Vlieger or something, yes, that will mess me up. If it's somebody not in my division or not at my skill level, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. The other thing, like, um, you know, walkthroughs, a lot of people don't go see targets first. Like, they're immediately, they get on stage and like, all right, I'm just going to, here's where I'm going to start. Yeah, I don't really look at targets all the time. You're one I of go I go for round I look at the round count first okay and see what I can see from this stage and if I'm missing something then I go look where the targets are <laughs> that's the worst maybe that's your your process yeah that's good count count how many shots you have and where the targets are yeah there's been a few times where I messed myself up on memory stages not <laughs> looking at the round count and I just kind of Oh, you would hate shotgun jungle runs. It's so funny. We had a 43 round shot. There's Riza. I don't shoot three guns. I know, but it was so funny because somebody came out. They're like, yeah, we have 47. I'm like, nope, we have 42. You counted five targets twice. They're like, I have 38. Nope. <laughs> and you don't yeah. know where they're missing it. because There's it's- too much memory with that stuff. It's just- no, it's not. It's awesome. <laughs> um, if you could try anything different from USPSA open division, what would you try that you've never shot before? any any sort of shooting i mean i want to try three gun mm-hmm. don't get me wrong but there's a lot of mental preparation and all that for each of those matches okay when you're ready let me know <laughs> <laughs> maybe a couple years <laughs> i don't care i'll be here you call me <laughs> okay um if you could tell yourself uh like something to do early on in shooting when you're getting started maybe like you know before 2019 trying to take it seriously or what have you what would it have been like what would have you told your younger self don't get caught up in your mics at local matches at least (laughs) okay because and there's been majors where i've outrun mics again i what do you mean by outrun i'm just trying to help people i don't really know so at like south carolina my time was fast enough on each stage to kind of get rid of the mics i had 10 mics or so at south carolina and i was still 70 something percent because you're fast enough on the overall time yeah i was 143 seconds overall okay and i think the top guys were 120 but plus penalties is that raw time or is that oh just raw time raw time yeah yeah. i was right there yeah okay so you do look at raw time at the end and oh yeah see what they're doing in okay i like these little tips <laughs> that's what i look at too though i'm like i was 100 well i'll be like i was 100 seconds uh faster and yet i had more penalties <laughs> so, yeah yeah that's three gonna leave that 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 adds up quick <laughs> oh yeah um okay you're 100 second faster and you're still losing <laughs> so, yeah and uspsa it's like how many penalties did you get right i hit everything Why? or how many times did your gun break yeah, that too. <laughs> All right, like, Matthew. Well, anything else you want to talk about or anything else you want to advice you want to leave people with? Just shoot to your best ability and don't get caught up in politics and crap with shooting. There's a lot of that and let's not get into that. <laughs> you know exactly Curious what I'm referring to. Too. <laughs> like, no, yeah. No, I- you know exactly what I'm referring to. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, how can <laughs> how can people find you um, online on social media? So you can find my YouTube, which is hard. Like I said to Kenzie before recording, <laughs> there's a golfer with my same exact name. <laughs> so if you want to go through YouTube and try to find that, go ahead. But best way is probably the YouTube link in my Instagram bio, which is USPSA underscore wolf. Yes, I know it's generic, but... Yeah. USA underscore wolf with two F's, right? Yes. 
Okay, there you go. Or on Facebook, just my name. I like it. Any shout out you want to give to uh, sponsors that support you? Outdoor Dynamics and Shooting Sports Innovations. Awesome. Awesome. Matthew, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for dropping the knowledge and hopefully we'll get you in three gun one day. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. You can teach me to be a better shooter in USVSA. (laughs) Come down, come to North Carolina. I got you. I will. I will. All right. Thanks again for joining. Um, and those for tuning in. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see you next week. See you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Reticle Up podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Follow along on social media at Reticle Up or 3 Gun Kenzie.